0: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
1: TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network.
2: Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
1: You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, this this team and coaching staff has been really grinding for a while. You know, we had a big... um, Stretch before the opening game, and we kind of all worked through it. The players worked through it. And then we had the multiple Monday night games, and and, uh, we had short weeks there. So I think the message for the bye week is, is for the players to get rest, be really smart, and run. You know, I think what they do when they're alone is really going to show up the most we come back together. They understand the schedule for when they come back next Monday and what it's going to look like when they start practice again on Wednesday. So um, we'll just see how it works for us. But we feel like we have a schedule in place that hopefully can be advantageous to us. That was new
2: Raiders head coach Rich Bisaccia, interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, talking about... Getting ready for uh, the bye week after the Raiders won two straight under his watch to get to five and two atop of the standings uh, in the AFC. And now it's a two week break uh, between uh, now and their their next game against New York Giants, November 7th uh, in New Jersey. But it's I think it's a good time for the Raiders to uh, to get their bye week, uh, given everything that's happened. But it's always a little bit dicey uh, because they've got a lot of momentum going. And the last thing you want to do right now uh, is kill that momentum uh, with a long uh, delay between uh, the next games. I wanted to say welcome to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raiders news and analysis uh, and a lot to talk about without a doubt. But before we get uh, to all that, just want to let you know that uh, today's show is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. And presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Sam Gordon, uh, my great teammate with the uh, Review Journal and Vegas Nation. How are you doing, my friend?
3: Vinny, doing well. How, how are you? Happy bye week. Happy bye
2: week. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, it's been, uh, as Rich Versace had talked about, kind of a grind um, since going way back. Uh, but but we, here we are. And, and Sam, um, how surprised are you, given everything that's happened, uh, that the Raiders kind of finished these last two weeks before the bye week uh, with a, with a flourish uh, to get to five and two and really set themselves up pretty well uh, for a, uh, a, a nice run over the you know remaining course of the season.
3: Yeah. I would say I'm on a scale of one to 10, Vinny. I would probably say my level of surprise is like a six, right? You, you look at just kind of the, the roster makeup of the Raiders versus Denver and Philly, their last two opponents. And, and I think the Raiders have a better team, better quarterback situation, uh, better defense, just a better overall team. But, the fact that they res- uh, they responded to an unprecedented situation when we're talking about a coach being dismissed over, e- over emails, right, in, in inappropriate language, in emails, at the beginning of the year when the team has a winning record, to, to come out and not just beat Denver and to beat Philadelphia, but to really hammer them, right? I mean, both those games, much, much, much uh, bigger blowouts than the final score indicates. So from that standpoint, that's what I'm surprised about. Not necessarily surprised about the victory, but the margin of victory, the way they won. It, it's quite possible that the last two weeks, Vinny, we've seen the Raiders submit their perhaps their two most complete performances since they've relocated to Las Vegas, as weird as that sounds. But that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen. The defense, offense, special teams all seem to be clicking at the right time. And, and thus, you have a 5-2 and two team that is right now the two-seed in the AFC if the season were to end the day
2: yeah without question um I mean I've been covering the Raiders on a day-to-day basis for uh, just over two years and without a doubt that was those are the best two games that I've seen them play uh, from start to finish and I give a lot of credit really for that to the defense and um you know they're playing at a at a pretty darn high level it's not you know we've talked about this before Sam they don't need to be the 85 Chicago Bears I'm not so sure that that'll ever happen anyway <laughs> right. uh, the way the way offenses are playing nowadays uh, and where the rules are um, in terms of, you know, everything's kind of front-loaded for, for the offense. It's just really hard to be that dominant of a, of a defense. But you can be an effective defense. You can be a good defense. And right now, the Raiders um, are, are, are a good defense, and they've shown that the last couple of weeks. And we talk about this, Sam, um, especially these last two weeks, where, you know, the opponents, the Denver Broncos and um, the Philadelphia Eagles scored touchdowns on their opening drives, but it wasn't until... The third quarter, where the Raiders gave up points again, and by the time that happened in both games, they had big leads. Uh, it, it, so they so between the, that first quarter opening drive touchdown that they gave up, and the next time their opposition scored, they made continuous stops to get their car and the offense the ball in order for them to build big leads. That's the difference that I'm seeing this year, uh, and especially these last two weeks compared to um, any other time in recent memory.
3: Yeah, it's a good. Good defense. Like, I know that sounds funny to say because the Raiders haven't had one for a long time. But when you, you look at how these games have, have played out, man, you're, you're spot on. It's a, it's a good defense. It's a good defensive team. Uh, right now, Raiders are uh, seventh, tied for seventh in the NFL with 18 sacks, right? They're, in terms of passing yards allowed, uh, they're in the top half of the NFL in that, right? They're not getting carved up um, through the air. Of course, they've had struggles. They've had their struggles against the run so far, but they've shored those up the last couple of weeks. It's not like Philly – or Denver was running all over the Raiders in a way that had any tangible outcome on a game. And um, it's, it's, a, it's been a completed 180, a total transformation from a bottom three unit last year to a top, you know, third of the league top, at least top half, a top third of the league kind of unit this year. They are allowed 29.9 points per game last year, have yet to allow that many points in a game so far this season, all seven of their opponents, fewer than 28 points or fewer. And then multiple sacks in each game and better pass rush. The linebackers are playing better in the, in the secondary has been rock solid, so yeah, that's that. I think to me has keyed this five and two start. We we expected, right? We expected the Raiders to be able to move the ball. They moved the ball last year. Derek Carr continues to play at a, at a, at a very, very, very high level. He did that last year. I think he's been even better this year. I don't think either one of us are surprised per se or or or, or stunned by what the offense is doing. It's a good offensive team it was last year, and and a lot of the young players are better. But the defense. the the moves they made in free agency, the veterans that they brought in, it's totally paying off. And it's, dare I say, like we've touched on before, but I'm going to say it again, it feels to me like the strength of this team, as good as the offense is, this defense is what has been keeping this team in games and and what has been, I think most responsible uh, for this five and two starting.
2: Yeah, uh, I I agree because, um, you know, like you said, the offense was pretty much a known factor. Um, And so you kind of, Figured okay, uh, they'll score some points, but can they stop teams from scoring points? They didn't do that consistently last year, uh, and they and they certainly have. So um, that makes it really the, the, the for me the you know one of the stories on field stories. There's been a bunch of stuff off the field, of course, but on field stories is is how good that defense is. And and I'll say this: good teams tend to get better as the season goes on. And I I've already felt like the Raiders in a lot of different areas. Uh, continue to get better. I think the offensive line has gotten better. Um, the I think the secondary ha- has improved as the years have gone on. Um, they make adjustments in game. That's why they're able to go long stretches. Uh, you know, in the last two games of not giving up points because they're making the proper adjustments during the game. Um, so, you know, those are positive signs. Those are those are things Sam that good things do. Uh, and I think we're kind of getting to the point where you can you can safely say the Raiders are a pretty good football team and um, there's really no reason other than I mean I can't even uh, uh, think of a reason why this would turn around like it has the last couple of years in a bad sort of a way I just I just think the defense is too good to let that happen
3: I'm completely with you Vinny I'm completely with you and of course obviously they have to go out it goes without saying they have to go out there and take care of business in the ways that they haven't done but when you take a look at, at what you have first off offensively you have this is a top three passing offense in the league, and that's with, for most of this so far this season, an offensive line that was still finding its way. I, I thought the, the the line played its best game of the season on Sunday, kept Derek Carr clean, and you go over 100 yards rushing, were able to run the ball effectively in spots when they need to. I don't think this is ever going to be a top five, top 10 running offense. That's fine. They don't need to, as long as Derek Carr continues to play this way. And even if even if there's even if to him, you know, this, this being a top three passing offense in the NFL, say it falls back to top eight, you know, say it's not sustainable. And I think it is. But let's just, you know, hypothetically, it falls back a little bit regressive, but a little bit more towards the mean. That's still more than a good enough offense uh, to, to 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 be able to move the ball effectively up and down the field. Um, the offensive line just played. Like I said, offensive line just played his best game of the season. There may be help on the way with Richie Incognito. So maybe that run game gets going and improves a little bit. And, uh, and you still have a lot of young players that have room for development, that have time now during this bye week to get their bodies right, to, to, to be able to see what they did on film, see some improvements they made. And that's, you know, obviously the, the, the collective as a whole as well. So uh, this team certainly, I mean, five and two is five and two. And they, they have a couple of signature wins, obviously beating the Baltimore Ravens in week one um, early in the season, a signature win going into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has had their offensive struggles, but that's a very good defensive football team. Raiders went into Heinz Field and took care of business. So, it's just about stacking up the wins. The schedule is going to get challenging. We understand that. There's going to be some big games on the schedule down the road. But uh, that being 5-2 and two at this point in the season and taking care of business the way they have, I think they're in prime position to to, to not only um, compete for a playoff berth, but dare I say challenge for the AFC West title. I mean, it's, it's not out of the question with the way Kansas City looks and obviously being tied with the Chargers. I mean, they, they, they the Raiders still have an opportunity to play the Chargers at home. I want to get too ahead of ourselves. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they're 5-2. and two. They're tied atop the division, or they lead the division right now and are in the driver's seat if they want to handle business and win a division. So uh, it's been an impressive start, no doubt about it. And like you said, I think there are reasons that if we've seen pass rush, uh, passing offense, a number of reasons, a number of things we've seen that make me believe that this is sustainable and, and is preceding a playoff, um, a playoff push uh, towards the second half of the season. And it's that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito who is the director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape and all things sports. Chuck, good to talk to you again. How
4: you doing? I'm doing great, Sam. Of course, uh, another big Raiders win. They sit on top of the AFC West and in the the second overall seed in the AFC as we speak.
3: Absolutely, Chuck. And let's let's start right there right the 33-22 victory of course. Um, game not that close we saw some some late movement with this line where the gap actually qu- closed quite a bit and the Raiders really put forth what I believe to be one of their most dominant performances since they moved to Las Vegas how much did that surprise you the way they were able to handle Philadelphia like that and and, and have a resounding victory for the second straight week it, it really didn't Sam I think it was
4: more the the betters I mean you saw a considerable amount of um, action, sharp action, I should say, on the Eagles. And you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, you saw some, the number drop or some volatility in the number, it did drop, um, you know, a good two points. You even saw some, you know, industry trends where the Eagles were the favorite. I know there was a lot of, you know, Eagle backers in town and that's the case for for all visiting teams. But I I know when the announcement of Waller came out, that kind of Ca- uh, caused everyone to drop the line that he wouldn't be playing. But I was surprised it dropped so much. They're the better of the two teams. I mean, the Eagles still play very disorganized on, on offense. And this is two straight weeks. The Raiders have played really well and have got the money for the betters. Um, so I'm not surprised at all.
3: Chuck, you take a look at the, the slate of games this past week. A lot of blowouts, right? A lot of of, of uncompetitive um, games. Just when you take a look back at this week, how, how'd you guys do? How, how was this week? Um, for you guys, and what did you make? Of, I mean, we, I know we kind of touched on how a lot of these games, you know, there wasn't a lot of marquee matchups this week, but what did you make of some of these big, these big victories and these decisive margins
4: uh, in Week 7? I was hoping you weren't going to touch on it, Sam, because it's, <laughs> it's not a good thing from our side of the counter. I mean, it's early in the season, you know, just kind of got through the, the third of the way, Mark, and you're seeing, you know, huge gaps between the good teams and the bad teams. It was the third straight week that the, the betters have done well. On pro football games, very uncharacteristic for us to have a streak that way. But, hey, these bad teams are just bad right now. They're finding ways to lose. You had three, almost two touchdown, three, two touchdown favorites or more last year. Last week, Tampa and um, and the Cardinals got there. The, the Rams didn't. Uh, but overall, the betters have been doing well. And you've got some big favorites this week with Cincinnati. I know they're playing well, but I'm not used to saying Cincinnati is a double-digit favorite. Um, Rams a huge favorite again. um, You've got Kansas City. That's a huge favorite. So you've got some big numbers on the board. Once again, Buffalo and the betters are backing the good teams and fading the bad teams through the first seven weeks of the season.
3: Chuck, I want to get into a big matchup that we have right away. Of course, the Raiders are on a bye. They will not be playing this week um, as they they take time to rest and recover, get a little R&R. Green Bay at the Cardinals. Prime matchup. Two top teams in the NFC. Packers 6-1, Cardinals 7-0. Um, We saw this line move when the, when it was announced that Devonte Adams was going to be on the COVID list. Is he, I mean, like we touched on last week, there's very few non-quarterbacks that can have an effect on, on a line. But, but when, when that announcement came, that line shifted. It, it, does that mean he's as valuable of a non-quarterback as there
4: is right now? I think so, Sam. I think when you talk about wide receivers, there's only a couple of guys and he's the top of the list. We saw, some of the struggles that Green Bay's offense had last year without him. Uh, Valdez Gantling is on IR. He might be able to come back. You also have the defensive coordinator for the Packers um, in COVID protocols. You may have some other coaches that miss as well. I think it's a big factor. I think it's interesting with these two teams outside of the Cowboys that are 6-0 and against the number. These two teams have been darlings for the betters. They're both 6-1 and against the spread. Um, number did jump up. I think there's still some value with the Packers. Not sure if it's uh, Adams can have the double test or not and be active for this game. But I think it's clearly a product of, of no Devonte Adams that you've
3: seen this number tick up. Tampa Bay, uh, the Bucks, just handling, taking care of business, six and one. That offense is a machine with Tom Brady and those weapons. Go into the Superdome where they are going to be favored by five. Um, at least that's the number I'm seeing right now at the against the New Orleans Saints. What do you make of this matchup, Chuck? NFC South rivalry, two good teams. uh, The Saints uh, eke out a victory on Monday night football. What do you make of this matchup, and and how do you feel about Tampa Bay? I mean, their schedule, it gets really easy after this. What have you seen from Tampa Bay so far? What kind of money, what kind of futures bets have we seen so far? Is there still a lot of money coming in on them, or is the public staying away from them because of the value? They still back them, Sam. I
4: mean, they backed them against the Bears last week. They're a really good team. You touched on a a rather easy schedule the rest of the way. Um, This is a big game for the Saints. Really, they've only had one home game so far. They're 4-2. and They desperately need to get Michael Thomas back. There's a a small chance he could be back for this game, but it might not be for another few weeks. Um, You know, Winston's not making the same mistakes he's made in the past. Kamara's a beast, as we saw, um, you know, last night. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, even though they're at home, we're probably going to need the Saints when this game kicks off. But if they could somehow find a way to win, um, they both would have two losses, and I think they make the NFC South a little bit more interesting. But there's nothing that would make me or, or the betters I think, want to fade Tampa right now.
3: Uh, for me, they're one of the top three teams in the NFL. Uh, turning the page a little bit to Monday night, Chuck, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the team we expected to be a top three team in the NFL, haven't been that, frankly, so far. They don't, they don't look like a top 16 team at this point at 3-4, and yet they open up as a double-digit favorite against the Giants. Chuck, Chuck, can you walk me through this number? I was a little surprised that it was as big as it is, given how bad Kansas City has looked, um, especially on Sunday. The worst they've looked to me in the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes era. They're just an average team right now, Sam. Um,
4: I think it's more a product of the Giants with the injuries they have and no Gallaudet, no Barkley, no Tony, uh, Shepard's banged up. I think it's really a product of that and being a very tough place to play. Um, I'm surprised that as high as it is, a uh, better still continue to back Kansas City. They've been one of the good teams for our side of the counter, um, but they're not a playoff team right now. They and Mahomes has a record amount of turnovers. He has more turnovers this year um, at this point than he had the entire season last year. So they need to write the ship. And they need to do it pretty quickly, uh, especially playing in a division where both the Chargers and Raiders are playing so well early in the
3: season. Not a storyline any of us certainly expected, Chuck. When you look at the slate, uh, before we get out of here, does anything jump out at you or any key storylines that you are going to be monitoring in week eight?
4: Yeah, I think maybe a little bit the, the Miami-Buffalo game, just because these two teams have played before. But, you know, is this Tua's last game uh, starting yeah. for Miami? Um, I, I just can't, can't – I don't think that if they make the trade for Watson, um, not even knowing if he can play immediately or not, that they hang on to Tua. And if he's dealt Washington football team appears to be the team that is in on him. And the interesting dynamic there is that you'd have both um, uh, Fitzpatrick and Tua on the same team again. But I think that's going to be the key. Just wondering how Miami plays in this game being one and six. um, If this is
3: Tua's potentially last game. Fascinating development there. I know I I thought the Dolphins would be better than they are Chuck, but a a disastrous start for Brian, Brian Forrest and company. Thank you again for coming on with us. We always appreciate your expertise your insight and your analysis. Uh, As always, Chuck, it's going to be a crazy week, and we look forward to breaking it all down with you next week. Thank you again so much for coming on. All right,
0: Sam. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game this week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to
1: $500
0: when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
1: pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold. And if they are in fact a playoff bound team, that's why you've got to visit tickpickcom slash Vegas nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets.
2: You know, we've talked about this before, uh, Sam, and you know, I know that, you heard so many times, "Oh my gosh, the Raiders and everyone else in the AFC is going to have to be dealing with the with with Patrick Mahomes and this type of Kansas City Chiefs uh, team for the next decade." And you know, I was always, "Hey, slow the roll because it's hard to maintain the level of play that they've played with uh, over these last few years. Um, it's just hard with the way the salary cap works, um, with the turnover on, on on rosters, injuries, you know." Uh, career lengths, all of that type of stuff. Um, And did I mention salary cap? Yes, I'll I'll mention that again, because that's really such a huge, huge component, especially when you have to start paying your quarterback the kind of money that they're paying um, Patrick Mahomes. So decade-long situations, uh, even I I completely suspect that uh, or expect, you know, that Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be a factor for the next decade because he's just too good of a quarterback. But there's going to be ups and downs uh, along the way because that's just how difficult it is to maintain a high, high, high level of play. So I've always said, Sam, and I feel like we've been in agreement on this, don't worry and, and, and you know, uh, freak yourself out about who might be at the top at any particular moment. The key is to, to create and build the best version of yourself. Focus on yourself. Put the best team together that you can put Um, You know, and from coaching to players to everything, make the best version of yourself, because if you can do that, there's going to be opportunities. I think we're already seeing that opportunity come to fruition right now because the Chiefs have taken a step back. There's no um, doubt about that. And it was almost fairly predictable that it would happen at some point. It's maybe a little bit surprised that it's happened as quickly as it has. Uh, But there but. The key then is to be again the best version of yourself, so that when that happens, when somebody takes a step back, then you're ready to seize the moment.
3: Well, that's just—I got the Kansas City Chiefs schedule pulled up, Vinny, and you know it's—you never never want to completely write them off. But that said, they looked all—they was Sunday was as bad as they've looked in the Andy Reid tenure. They were absolutely atrocious. They turned the ball over like there's no tomorrow. They—they're really having a hard time. Blocking Mahomes, they can't stop anybody. And oh, by the way, they got Green Bay coming up November seventh. After they play the Giants, at the Raiders, Dallas, Raiders again at the Chargers, Pittsburgh, and at Cincinnati. Right, that's a gauntlet. Like, there's, yeah. you can't just assume they're going to rectify things and just figure it out when they're playing some of the best teams in the NFL. Like, it's I'm not sure we can guarantee. Like, it sounds funny because it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Tyree Kill and all those guys, but. They're not guaranteed a playoff spot this year. I really don't think they are. They're going to have to put together a six and three. They're going to have to finish the season six and three, just to get to to or six and whatever it is, six and four, just to get to nine and eight. That's not that's a tall test. That's not and nine and eight might not get it done. Can this team go seven and three, uh, eight and two down the stretch? I'm not sure. So I, I say all that to say, this division is right there for the taking for the Raiders. It's it's, it's right there for the taking. I, I would not have expected that before the season. I wouldn't have said that. But it's there. The opportunities are going to be there. They're going to have an opportunity to to, to build that cushion, extend that cushion against Kansas City uh, in a couple of weeks here. And uh, it's a fascinating development given all the things this team has been through, given the offseason that the team had, and given the trajectory we thought Kansas City was on. To, to, to be at week seven or going into week eight where we're at the bye, and this is the case, um, is, isn't something that – like just how bad the Chiefs look isn't something I completely saw. But to your point, you never know. You can't just – it's football. One injury, one – one mistake here, one one uh, offensive lineman goes down and changes the entire dynamic, and the Chiefs are, are, are seeing how hard it is to sustain success. What the Patriots did the last two decades is unprecedented. Like, that's not happening again. That's really, really hard, and the Chiefs are are having one of those years, and it's created openings for the Raiders and the Chargers.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, okay, so now the Raiders uh, hit the bye week and uh, well-deserved. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the, the key now is, you know, for the Raiders not to let the uh, foot off the gas – but as you peek ahead and, and, and look forward, what are some concerns that you're looking at uh, that, you know, you feel like the Raiders need room for improvement in order to to make this a serious run down the stretch?
3: Yeah, I think as, as well as the offensive line played on on Sunday, I still think that that's that unit isn't. I need to see more before I'm going to go out and say this is a dependable unit. This is a unit that you you, you can trust um, to, to, to handle its business and to play at that level. Um, week in and week out. Now, with that said, do we expect improvement from the young players? Yes. Would a guy like Richie Incognito help? For sure. But it's there's still a lot of question marks on that offensive line, in my opinion. There's still been too many games um so far this season, even in the victories where Derek Carr is under too much duress and you just can't get any semblance of running game going. Um, I think the passing game and leaning on Derek Carr's right arm is the way to go, is the right way to approach offense. I don't think you need to have an, an excellent top five rushing offense trying to establish a run. Like I'm all for abandoning that early in games, but there's going to be situations throughout the course of the year where the Raiders are going to want to impose their will on the ground, whether it's usually taking time off the clock to extend a drive, whether it's just being, having to get a yard or two in a big situation. And uh, and I want to see if, if the offensive line can continue to develop to the point where if the Raiders need to go to the ground game, they can at least do what they have to do in big games, in big spots against good teams um, to handle their business. So that would be, um, the biggest concern, then, of course, health. Right? I mean, where, where is Trayvon Mullen at? We we expect him back uh, relatively soon. What what is he going to look like when he comes back? Um, Damon Arnett, just just getting that depth back um, across your th- all three levels on, on the defense and then on the offensive side of the ball as well. So those are those would be my primary concerns. But in terms of on the field stuff, I still want to see more from that offensive line to, to make sure, just to make sure that the performance on Sunday um, and, and even last week against Denver to a degree wasn't necessarily an aberration. What about you? What do you see?
2: Um, I'm, I'm with you. I think the offensive line needs to, um, you know, continue on the path forward uh, that's sort of created for itself over these last couple of weeks. Um, you know, health, uh, getting healthy. Uh, see if Richie Incognito can come back. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, uh, the cornerback the, the that's been out for a little while on IR, Damon Arnett, uh, the cornerback that's on IR. Although, if you're Damon Arnett, where's the room? Uh, you know, Brenner Faison has played really well. Really well. Yep. Yeah. And it just signed uh, Desmond Trufant. So, um, you know, uh, if, if Trayvon Mullen comes back, that's going to be a loaded uh, secondary right there in terms of the cornerbacks. So, uh, I mean, we already saw Meek Robertson uh, get, um, you know, put on, or wasn't active on Sunday against the, against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's getting to be a crowded room. Um, but I think Trayvon Mullen really does help if he's, yep. if he, if he's healthy. So offensive line, you know, getting healthy, uh, but really, you know, the run game uh, becoming more of a factor. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, I think they're kind of finding something uh, with those two, sort of what they envisioned uh, when they made the signing of, 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 uh, of Kenyon Drake in March, um, maintaining on on defense. Uh, but there's really, when you're really Think about it. Nothing really needs to, aside from maybe that offensive line. But other than that, um, I, I, I to, to steal one of your phrases, dare I say, they're in pretty good shape across. Like I'm looking for weak yeah. spots and it's hard to find them.
3: It is. I mean, it is. You have a quarterback playing at a top five level this year. You have a complement of receivers that all do different things and play well off one another. Right. You, you that, that unit has so much cohesion. You have a pass rush. You have depth at defensive back. You have linebackers that are playing well. Uh it's you have a special teams unit that that is playing well, or special teams units, um, uh, for for, for a lack of a better term. I mean, they're they're playing really well. They look like a good football team, Vinny. They they really do. They're five and two. They they have wins over playoff teams or teams that we expect. To be in the playoffs, Baltimore certainly feels like a playoff team. They handled business there, and Pittsburgh's going to be in the mix as well, in spite of Ben Roethlisberger's struggles. I mean, they, they they're handling business at home. Like it's it's just a different it's a different team than it was last year. It's a much more talented team. It's a different team. There's more veterans, and there's more of a mature kind of steeled feel to this group where they they've handled this adversity as gracefully as you can. And 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 I would expect, given that they navigated this situation, that they're going to be able to navigate the challenges that come with the second half of the season as well. It doesn't mean they're going to run the table. It doesn't mean they're not going to have bad games and stumble. This is football. Other teams are good too, and are going to have good game plans and play well. But when you take a look at the body of work through seven games so far, like you said, outside of that offensive line, it's a pretty solid team all the way around.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, the trade deadline is, is, is coming up. Um, I, I, you know, I think the, the Raiders are always as, as, as most teams are, especially good teams are always in, you know, uh, active mode to try to figure out, you know, is there, are there better options out there? I would say the offensive line might be an area where they, they look at possibly, um, but you know, with draft picks being so coveted right now, um, it's going to have to take a really good option. Somebody that they feel can come in and, and, you know, maybe even take over a starting job for them to give up anything of value, uh, for, for anyone, but, you know, we'll see if, if they're active in that, in that market, but, uh, I'm with you. I think that everything seems to be headed in the right direction and there aren't a whole lot of weak spots uh, on this team, but, you know, uh, the offensive line being the one area where you go, okay, uh, this could be, you know, this could go one way or the other. And um, after two weeks, it's, it's looking like it's headed in the right direction, um, but it has to continue that. Otherwise that could be the one area that holds the Raiders back otherwise um i think they're i think actually they're, they're they're in pretty darn good shape so uh we'll see um we're we're in the bye week but uh, we'll come back next week uh to to revisit with everybody um as the raiders get prepared to go play the new york giants in new york uh, it's it's always been a trouble spot for them going to metlife stadium uh, we've seen that the last couple of years even last year when they when they won the game against the jets uh, it shouldn't have come down to what it ended up coming down to. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week to kind of take a look at everything. Um, in the meantime, enjoy your week, uh, being able, as Raider fans, to kind of just uh, take a little bit of a deep breath yourselves and watch some football uh, on 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 Sunday, kind of in enjoyment mode rather than, you know, uh, anxious mode. Uh, we know how fans can get. So just, just chill out uh, this Sunday and, and take a deep breath. And we'll be back uh, to talk to you again next week. Uh, Sam, thanks so much. Uh, Always appreciate the help. And uh, thanks to Larry Muir, our great producer. Uh, Guys, we will check in on you next week.
0: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.